Hello again, friends, and welcome back to another edition of the Mid-South Wrestling Television Review Podcast. This week, reviewing Mid-South Wrestling Television from October 29th, 1983, taped on October 26th, 1983, at the Irish McNeil Boys Club in Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm the great Brian Last. my pleasure to be with you once again. And of course, joining me for this journey in the Mid-South wrestling history, a man who grew up watching it from booking the territory, Mike Mills. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing good, Brian, and I think the listeners out there will be happy that things seem to pick up, and we got a little bit better episode, I'd say, than we've had on some of the previous weeks on this week's episode of the Mid-South Television Review Podcast, wouldn't you say? There's a lot going on here, especially at the top of the show. You know, some of the classic episodes we've reviewed are the ones where we don't even get to the ring for the first 10 or 15 minutes. It's just Watts and Boyd at the desk explaining things, showing recaps, and a lot of things that apparently took place in between last week's episode and the episode you're currently watching. And that's the case here once again. Bill Watts has a lot of explaining to do here because a lot of things have happened in the last few weeks. Remember, it was two weeks ago on Mid-South Wrestling Television. Magnum TA defeated Butch Reed for the North American title with the Junkyard Dog as the referee. On the same episode, Butch Reed and Jim Neidhart won the Tag Team Championships from Magnum TA and Hacksaw Duggan. Well, all of this and so much more is explained here because we opened the show with Bill Watts and Boyd Pierce at the desk, and in between them, or in front of them, is the North American Championship. We're going to play a bunch of audio here at the start of the show. Let's start with news about what's happening with the North American Championship. We're going to get a short recap of the fans picking Butch Reed's opponent from a few weeks ago, and then we will talk about this on the other side, but we're going to have a lot more audio here at the top of the show. Let's go to this, the open with Cowboy Bill Watts and Boyd Pierce. Uh, Mid-South Wrestling Television Network, I'm your host, Boyd Pierce, and our guest commentator, Cowboy Bill Watts, has just returned from an important meeting of the Board of Directors of Mid-South Wrestling in Tampa, Florida. We have some shocking news and a landmark decision that has been made, and you'll understand it when we show you some of the things, and Bill will explain them as they come up. But I want to tell you, in over 30 years of announcing professional wrestling and being connected with this wonderful sport, nine years right here on national TV and being with Mid-South Wrestling ever since its inception at the only host that it's ever had, I want to tell you something. Through those years, I have been with organizations, with federations, associations, and alliances, but I've never found one yet that had the guts, courage, or intestinal fortitude, whatever adjective you might want to add, to really carry out some, to regulate the rules and regulations of this great sport. And you all know that in our wonderful world of professional wrestling, we have contestants that goes right to the line of breaking those rules. Some of them step over and are reprimanded, but something needs to be done with teeth. And Mid-South Wrestling, my friends, has never forgotten you fans who pay and buy tickets in the arenas wherever you attend the matches, and you fans that open up your homes week after week to give us the great ratings that we have on all of our stations. Mid-South Wrestling knows that you're the reason and the backbone of their success. They'll never let you down, and when they feel like you have been cheated, they intend to do something about it. Bill? Well, thank you, Boyd. I think you've said it all. The whole thing went back to two weeks ago, and the North American title that you see here is the bone of contention. 
that first of all, and mo must be clear-cut, and has always been established that no champion makes his own matches. All championship matches must be sanctioned by Mid-South Wrestling. Two weeks ago, Hacksaw Butch Reed came and said he would wrestle on TV and defend the North American title. He already had a Mid-South tag title match that he and Neidhart had challenged Dugan and Magnum TA. It had already been signed. Grizzly got the match sanctioned by Mid-South. Charlie Lay, he called him long distance in Tampa, and Charlie said, sure, if he wants to wrestle in two title matches, that's fine. But then he also stipulated that he would let the people pick the opponent. And let's join in as Reeser Bowden was having a runoff. There was four opponents that were brought out in front of the people. Darso, T.A., Dugan, and the dog. And it was very close between Dugan and the dog. And Reeser Bowden had a runoff between them. And let's see just who the people selected to be the opponent for the, mid for the North American title. Let's do that again between these two men. Hacksaw Duggan. Let's hear it. Or would the audience prefer the junkyard dog? That seems pretty obvious to me. Looks like it's the junkyard dog. Reed definitely had an ulterior motive in his planning. He figured to force Magnum T.A. into a North American title match and injure him, thereby making it easier for Neidhart and he to collect the Mid-South tag titles. But he used that type of demented psychology to try to make fools out of all the fans of Mid-South Wrestling and the Mid-South matchmaker and everybody involved. And Mid-South just didn't going to stand for it. And let's see, as I interviewed Butch Reed and him talking about JYD being his opponent, now let's just see how this developed. And from there, Mike, we get a recap of Bill Watts interviewing Butch Reed at ringside where Butch Reed refuses to wrestle the junkyard dog, says he's going to wrestle Magnum TA. He rejects Duggan and the dog and Darso as opponents. He's going to wrestle Magnum TA. What are your thoughts here about the opening minutes? Again, this is just the start of it. There's a lot to explain everything that's happened in the last two weeks, including things that weren't on TV. What do you think of this? Yeah, so I'm going to take you into my mind as a kid as I watch this. I, I remember watching and going, wait, what's going on? Like, okay, so the opening scene of the show is Boyd Pierce in a ridiculous Halloween suit with the with the orange and the black shirt and all that. It's, it's really tremendous. I, I really love it. But you got Watts, who's got, he's sitting there, and you see the North American title just sitting in front of him. So the first few minutes we've we've listened to so far is we find out that, you know, no champ makes his own matches. And Watts mentions how Reed's title match was signed a few weeks ago. And then he throws it to the recap. We all heard that of JYD being voted by the fans. But then Watts throws it to the promo of Reed, where Reed said he was eliminating JYD. So right here at this moment, as, as we've listened so far, I am like captivated by what, what's happening then. Because if the title's in front of on the table with Bill Watts, that means we must need a champion because why would the title be laying there? So that's the, the thing that's going through my mind right now is like, well, well, what's happening? So I know what happened at this point, And I see Watts is, is, you know, doing a good job of explaining it, but I got to know. So does that mean that Reed's getting the title back? Or does that mean that, you know, the title's being held up? Who's champion? We're still just sitting there trying to figure out as kids, well, what the heck's going on? What are we doing here? So I'm like, 
you know, looking at the TV going, oh, my God, can we get can we get to what's actually about to take place or what the decision that's been made? So I'm I'm just completely captivated by the first few minutes of this episode. And again, it's all being explained where Bill Watts says that Grizzly Smith made a long distance phone call to Tampa to talk to Charlie Lay, who signed off on the Butch Reed Junkyard Dog match, as well as Butch Reed and Neidhart going for the tag titles. And of course, Butch Reed changed the match, decided he was going to wrestle Magnum TA instead. Let's now go to some more audio briefly at the desk with Cowboy Bill Watts and Boyd Pierce about the Junkyard Dog being named the special referee. Magnum TA felt that he'd been made a fool of also. But he's a young man with a lot of courage, and he couldn't back down and didn't back down. Grizzly Smith met during the commercial break with Orville Richards, the deputy Louisiana State Athletic Commissioner. They sanctioned a special referee, the Junkyard Dog, and we'll see the closing moments of that match where Reed's apple cart was upset. And then we hear an explanation about how the dog became the special referee. Grizzly Smith met with a representative of the Louisiana State Athletic Commission who signed off on the dog being the special referee. This is one of those great things about Mid-South Wrestling, the little details to explain everything that happened. Which, if you remember, I had said when we reviewed that, unless things have changed, I know back in the day, in the 90s, there, you know, you did have to be licensed as a ref or licensed as a wrestler. I don't know if it's still the same way now. I haven't been licensed in Louisiana in a number of years, very long time. But I do know that that's quite possible. So, you know, I know fans at home wouldn't know that, but I'm sitting here thinking about it going, well, yeah, I mean, you got to you got to have a license to ref. You just can't you just can't roll in there with a, you know, striped shirt and say I'm a referee. So, I mean, I thought there was something to that. And again, it's Watts telling a really good story about so far. This is how we got here. But once again, I'm watching it as a kid going, that's all great and all. But that North American title, which I saw as the, the, the standard next to the NWA title, I mean, the NWA title was obviously more, but that North American title was, was, was the title I looked up to as a kid. I'm like, so what are we doing with the title then? Like, where are we going with this? So he's putting the little pieces together to hopefully, uh, eventually, in this episode, we're going to figure out, well, what is the final outcome? We then get a recap of Butch Reed losing the North American title to Magnum TA, Junkyard Dog, the special guest referee. We then go back to the desk where we hear from Cowboy Bill Watts about Butch Reed protesting the match, as well as something we did not see on the show, which apparently only aired locally in New Orleans, Nikolai Volkov challenging Magnum TA. Let's go to this. I saw Butch Reed lodged a protest saying that he should have been disqualified, which would have kept the title. That, in a matter of fact, it was apparent that he was deliberately trying to get disqualified by jumping off on T.A., and the junkyard dog dove in for the save. Mid-South demanded the tapes be sent to Tampa. They were reviewed, and it should have been a disqualification. In the meantime, Magnum T.A., the champion, was again challenged publicly on television by Nikolai Volkov, a Russian who has just been bragging, and dis- it puts your very patriotism to a test. And he challenged Magnum T.A. for New Orleans last week, challenged him to either put the title up, and if he couldn't beat him for the title, he'd leave the United States. And Magnum couldn't resist it, but again, he didn't have the right to make and accept that. The only people that accept it is the matchmaker or the Mid-South representatives. Let's watch that interview. Now, Magnum P.A., I have this match with you now. 
But let's go make this mess. Put your title there. I want to see if you are coward enough, if you have enough guts to come there and face me for the title. Let's take, winner take it all. Let me tell you, I promise, I'll give you my word of honor. If I don't squash you, look at this here, Russia missile. If they don't squash you, like you down. If I don't take the title away from you, I will leave the United States. I will leave this country. I will never throw up my face like right well, there it is, Mike, a very angry Nikolai Volkov challenging Magnum TA for the North American title. If he loses, he will leave the United States for a match in New Orleans. Again, this is the first we're hearing about this. Again, the two, and it's something interesting considering how wrestling is now, where if you watch Monday Night Raw, wrestlers just make their own matches. The champion or any wrestler doesn't have a right to sanction a match. Only the governing body, being Mid-South Wrestling, does. So Magnum TA had no right to accept this match. And in the meantime, Charlie Lay in Tampa reviews the footage of him winning the title from Butch Reed with Junkyard Dog as the referee and determines technically that Butch Reed won the match via disqualification, overruling the referee, Junkyard Dog. Mike, before we move on and hear some more audio, any thoughts or notes about any of that? So you bring up a good point. So I want to say, I want to add one thing that you mentioned there, because you did a great job of summarizing that, because good Lord knows I would have butchered it. The one thing I want to stress here is, remember, Reed's a heel, right? So Reed finagled things so that he could face Magnum, because remember, the original story was, well, he'll wear Magnum down, and then when there's a tag match later, Magnum will be worn down in that episode from a few weeks ago. Well, Reed ends up, because he lost, because he's a heel, says, uh-uh, this wasn't fair, even though Reed was the one who, quote-unquote, made the match. And he lied to protest. And the governing body said, you know what, Butch Reed, you're right. So I wanted to add that one little nugget of information where it's Reed, who, as the heel, is the one who actually sets, kind of sets this thing back in motion. Because he's like, no, I'm protesting, you know? Uh-uh, this is, this is not how it should have gone down. So while while Magnum's proceeding and going through and, and he's accepting matches from Volkov and whatnot, we've got the heel in the background and Reed who's like, that's my belt, I want it back, and I'm going to pull all kind of uh, tools out of my belt to make sure uh, we can nullify what went down. Now, we, we still don't know what's going to happen with the belt, if the belt's coming back to Reed or not, but at this point, at least, I'm trying to point out that Reed being the heel He's a sleazy heel. He got the match with Magnum because that's the one he wanted because he figured he'd wear him down. And now, and because, and after he loses, he's like, oh, no, 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 that shouldn't count. So just wanted to point that out. So coming out of the angry Nikolai Volkov interview challenging Magnum TA, we then go to Reeser Bowden talking to seemingly the North American champion, Magnum TA. We get TA's response. We're going to play some audio here of TA's response to Volkov. And then back to the desk, Bill Watts talking about what happened when they finally had that match in New Orleans. And then coming out of that, a promo from Nikolai Volkov and more with Bill Watts. We'll talk about all of this and summarize it at the end. But let's play this audio. Well, you heard his challenge and you heard what he said. He, if he can't win that title, he'll leave the country. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. This, first of all, this is the greatest accomplishment of my wrestling career right here. I'd never, nobody ever believed that I'd beat Butch Reed to begin with for this North American title. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do all the people in New Orleans, all the people in the United States a favor to shut up that loudmouth Russian. It only takes three seconds, Volkov, for me to hit you with that belly-to-belly -belly suplex and put your shoulders down the mat. Three seconds. 
And that can happen to anybody on a given day, as I proved right here when I won this title with the fair officiating, my good old JYD. That's what it takes. You got to have good officiating. You got to have all the all the things going for you at the right time to come out ahead. But I'm going to do that right there in New Orleans. I'm going to put my title up on the line. As you see, Volkov's ridiculing the United States and their athletes. Magnum T.A. stood up as best he could. But last week in New Orleans, Volkov, Nikolai Volkov, defeated Magnum T.A. and carried off the North American title belt. However, Mid-South, although sometimes the wheels of justice grind slow, they do grind. And Charlie Lay and them called me down, and I was at an important meeting this week. But first, before we hear their decision, let's hear Volkov in his braggadocious interview about now being the North American champion. Hej Sloveni, hej ruski narod, ja sam došao ovdje, ja sam pobjedio amerikanskog razlo, ja sam pobjednik, ja sam the champion. I come here and I tell my Russian friends that I come here because American coward athletes that didn't show up in the Russian Olympics because they were scared. They were scared to face better and stronger and superior Russian athletes, even say better looking Russian athletes. That's why I come here and I fight the best American, the champion, and I beat them and now I am the new, new American, no champion. And I go change this, not North American, but the Russian champion because we are the best. And I hear the Russian wrestler, he go hit that America, we will try to come close. And now for the decision, and I think it takes a tremendous amount of courage for Mid-South. But Mid-South has decided that, first of all, no champion has ever been allowed to make his own championship matches. That would be ridiculous. Then you could have a champion not giving an opponent that was worthwhile a title shot the title. He could be picking easy opponents. Or he could be ridiculed into matches before a guy had proven his worth, just like Magnum T.A. And without a doubt, Volkov is probably a heavier gun at this point in his life than Magnum T.A. So they cannot make their own matches. The second and most important thing is that the stipulation was that the fans could pick the contender for that original championship match here on TV. And they picked the junkyard dog and then Butch Reed used it to ridicule the fans in Mid-South, and they're not going to stand for it. So the decision has been the North American title has been stripped from Mr. Russia. Mr. Volkov has it's been stripped. It was not a sanctioned match. Magnum T.A. did not win it. That was not a sanctioned match. The title reverts back to Hacksaw Butch Reed, but there will be a sanctioned match with one special ingredient. That match will be coming up. The match will be against the man the people picked, the Junkyard Dog, and Mid-South will send a special troubleshooting referee, a main wrestler. We have not been informed who he is, but he will appear here at match time to referee that match, and that final outcome will be who is the North American champion. And we'll be back with that right after these words from the Mid-South Wrestling Network. There is a lot there, Mike. First of all, this is peak Bill Watts. This is Bill Watts at his best, explaining all of this. It all makes sense. They made this crazy booking all make sense. And now we have Magnum TA loses the North American title to Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov does this promo where he says he's going to change it to the Russian championship. And then back to the desk. The title is there. However, Butch Reed is still, I guess once again, I don't even know how we classify it, North American champion. The belt reverts back to Butch Reed. This is the first 12 minutes of this show, and I love it. I think this is captivating stuff. It is so well explained. I wish wrestling shows today took the amount of time to put the details in there, like Bill Watts clearly did, 
What are your thoughts about all of this, Mike? Yeah, and it goes back to the very first opening segment as they're opening the show. You know, you laid it out great right there. Watts does a great job of explaining this. But the uh, go back to the when they opened it, the North American title is sitting in front of Bill Watts. And as a young fan, you see that and you go, well, wait, Magnum TA is the champion. Something must be up. I mean, there's it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out. When that title is sitting in front of Watts and Watts starts talking, well, something is up. What's up? I'm not 100% sure right now, but something must be up and I got to stay tuned. To to go further, he does such a good job of explaining how, all right, Magnum then challenges Volkov, but none of that is sanctioned. Volkov wins. Volkov claims he's going to take the title back to Russia. All of that is great and all, but then Watts comes back and he's like, well, Magnum technically never won the title since it wasn't sanctioned. So that means Volkov can no longer be champ because uh, that match wouldn't have been sanctioned. Uh, he's not a sanctioned champion. But next, <laughs> Reed will wrestle as the champ. So, like, they dropped a mega bombshell on us within just the first, like you said, 12, 13 minutes of the episode. And uh, you never would have seen this coming. But it's just another reason why you tuned in weekly, because you just never knew what was going to happen. And I, I mean, I tried to poke holes in what we saw here, but there's there's really not a hole to be poked, at least in my opinion, especially when you consider it by modern standards where there's just holes in everything they try to lay out. Almost everything, I should say. This is just really good, really good storytelling by Watts. And once again, I'll circle back. They open the show with a belt in front of Watts, so symbolically you know something big is about to happen. And the only, the only last thing I'll say is, you know, these episodes without commercials are basically like 42 minutes or so. Brian, you just said it. That ate up, you know, the, the first quarter of the episode was just this. And I loved it. I loved it. There's no other way to say it. This is really good. And then to top things off as we go into the next segment, we're going, hold on, we're getting a title match? What's going to happen? Who's the title match? What? what what's Who's the, the referee? Who's the referee? That's the other one. Who's the referee? Because that was the, that was the other little bombshell he dropped. We got a special sanctioned referee. Now what's happening? It's just, it's just really good. It was very good. Especially, Brian, we talked about the last few weeks that were just kind of down. Man, we, we needed something. We needed something really good. To, to jumpstart us. You know, our coal was outside, our car was outside in the coal and the battery died. We, we needed to jump and this was a jump. Well, the jump continues after the commercial break. We <laughs> get Butch Reed, the North American champion against a junkyard dog. There will be a special guest referee. We'll play some audio in a moment of the opening minutes of the match as well as the reveal of the guest referee. One important note here, and I guess maybe this is symbolic in a lot of ways. We've talked about things being down, things needing to get picked up somehow. The dog looks a little cleaner than he has. His hair is not as wild as it was the last several weeks. Not that it was wild, but it was a little unruly compared to what it used to be. But the other important thing is Bill Watts references in the commentary, the junkyard dog once again using, as he put it, the old dog music. Another one bites the dust, and he's getting back to himself. So that's symbolic. He went to Atomic Dog, and 
it wasn't the same. And now they're saying, here he is. He's back to using another one bites the dust. But let's go to this audio of the reveal of the guest referee and the opening minutes of this match. This event, and we're waiting right now for the referee that has been chosen by Mid-South Wrestling, the very special referee to come into the ring right now. We've got a special referee that has been appointed by Mid-South Wrestling. I got two Super Bowl fights. We're waiting right here to see who this shirt fits. Well, here comes the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty Rhodes is the special referee. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just like you. Chill bumps are broken out of me. I'm, I'm so proud of Mid-South. And Dusty Rhodes, they must have paid a pretty penny to get him. I think the dog was really disappointed. A lot of the life was taken out of him when the fans had selected him, and he got cheated out of that match. Of course, the Russian Nikolai Volkov, he is living. And there's the American dream. And brought in here specially to be this referee. And whoever wins this match by whatever method is going to be the North American champion. And, of course, Dog's been having a lot of trouble with Butch Reed and his new partner, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, as has Hacksaw Dugan. Butch Reed's calling himself the Legend Buster. He says he's been beating the Junkyard Dog in all the matches. The dog has been made, made famous. And Reed has really been on a roll, but it's been with a lot of help from a heavy-duty hitter called Jim the Anvil Neidhart, but with the American Dream, the referee, and as he gives the instructions... There you have it, Boyd. And this is the match the fans made two weeks ago. And I really think Mid-South is courageous because he said that without the fans, what are we? And the fans made the match. That's the way it was sanctioned. And we're not letting Butch Reed take away what he had agreed to make fools of the fans and make fools of Mid-South. So now it's up to JYD inside cradle. Dusty's right down for the count. We almost had a quick one. Reed better get off his mind the fact that the dream is the referee. Look at this crowd. They're just seething with excitement. You know, a year ago today, we had an unusual thing. was when the man was in a gorilla suit in the audience when the state fair is going on, which is going on now outside the Irish McNeil Boys Club, the Louisiana State Fair here at Shreveport. And they forced the junkyard dog to have to leave Louisiana. Thereafter, Stagger Lee appeared. The junkyard dog is... Seems like Butch Reed has taken a little life out of him. He rode with him, went up down the highways with him, and then Butch Reed said he wanted what the dog had, but instead of earning it on his own, he wanted to shortcut it by taking it away from the dog, by robbing the dog of what he'd built up. And he said the dog had gotten too heavy, that he'd gotten out of shape. And then Butch Reed in that famous Superdome match with Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer and with King Kong Bundy, they flat stole the North American title from the dog. And the dog's been down before, and he's had a lot of adversity. But he's always felt that given a chance, he could come back and he could take it and deliver it. And then the people selected him over his good friend Jim Dugan. And Dugan congratulated him and wished him well because they're very, very close. And the dog was all set for that big title match and then had it just snatched out of his grasp whimsically. 
diabolically by Reed, who was trying to then upset Magnum T.A. and injure him so he and Neidhart could steal the Mid-South titles, which they were successful in doing. Reverse gen lock here. I think it took a lot of fire on the dog, and I think a lot of the fans were disappointed. I certainly was. I, I never felt as silly in my life when Reed's sitting out there calling me a sucker and saying it's either T.A. or nobody and walking off. And of course, I got to credit T.A. with a lot of courage. I got to credit Grizzly Smith with trying to make the best of a bad situation. And then Reed's own protest helped right the wheels of justice. There was Reed saying, the chip on disqualification, give me my title back. Well, they did. The man, I think, no matter what, who has really been cheated and who's really upset about it is Nikolai Volkov. But he got to learn that he can't go around and bully people and threaten them and when they stand up for what they think is right that it's all of a sudden a sanctioned match. Again, the whole thing gets down as to who can sanction title matches. It can only be done by Mid-South, through Grizzly Smith, through Charlie Lay, and the board of directors. Bill, I've been talking fast. You've been talking fast, reviewing the incidents that have happened. But we want to slow down and tell the fans where they'll, everybody will know this is a sanctioned North American Heavyweight Championship match. Right, by the, with the opponent in there that the fans had selected two weeks ago. Well, there we hear a good amount of audio, Mike. Once again, Bill Watts continuing where he started the show, explaining everything, making everything make sense. It is night and day compared to Bill Watts on last week's show, where he seemingly didn't have much to say, so he started just talking about amateur wrestling at various points. And there were even moments of silence on commentary. But also the fans. A big difference between last week's show, last taping, and this one. The fans are really into this. They pop for Dusty. They're super into the dog. It really brings up the energy of this match. What are your thoughts here in this match? It's it's really good stuff from Watts. I mean, he you said it. He iter- reiterated the everything that's gone down in the first few minutes of it. I also had a note that, you know, when Reeser announces Dusty, Dusty, for everyone out there who's not watching, uh, it doesn't watch these episodes and only listens to Brian and I, Dusty comes out from the concession area with a cowboy hat on and a yellow trench coat. And the fans, when they immediately realize it's him, they they go crazy. I mean, you heard it. They go nuts. So they feel like now, okay, so Reed started this he kind of set the wheels in motion when, you know, he lodged a quote unquote protest. And now all of a sudden he lodged that protest. So now he ultimately ends up getting the title back after it went to Magnum and then Volkov. And now Reed's got it back. But if you realize the original match was supposed to be Reed versus dog, because that's who the fans pick. So not only now did Reed, he won his protest, but in the end, it's almost like he lost because it would have been just Reed and Dog with just any regular, you know, Mid-South referee. But no, now we got Reed versus Dog and Dusty's the special referee because we want to make sure justice is served. And I just think like that little tidbit of Reed originally, if he just would have went with it, he would have faced Dog with just a regular referee. But no. He's got to go through all these shenanigans and pull all this stuff off. And now he ends up in a match with the guy he didn't want. And not only is he in a match with the guy he didn't want, but now Dusty Rhodes is the referee. So I just really, I really liked all of that. And by the way, 
we are 50% through the episode as this match with Reed and Dog is taking place. So, like, time's flying in the episode because it's such good TV and so captivating. Let's now go to the closing minutes of this match. Once again, North American champion Butch Reed versus the Junkyard Dog, Dusty Rhodes, the special guest referee. And as Boyd Pierce just pointed out before, this is a sanctioned North American title match. JYD fighting out, fighting hard. Battling Reed. JYD is in a tough battle with Butch Reed and is in that corner. Headlock. in the way. Oh, what a collision. What a collision. Seems like no matter what happens, Butch Reed keeps coming up with it. Crowd chanting for Dugan. They want Dugan, but it's up to Dusty Rhodes out there to win this match. Powerful slam by Butch Reed. Reed going up to do that slingshot, that devastating slingshot off the top rope we've seen do. But he underestimated the dog. The dog slams him up. Look at the howl. Listen to the dog howl. He knows he's safe. Here comes Needhart. Needhart's behind the dog and he doesn't see him. Needhart tackles the dog. He tripped the dog. Needhart tripped the dog. In. Oh, the dog is still alive. He's still cooking. There's Needhart coming from behind, but there's the green. Dropping the bionic elbow. The green dropping the bionic elbow. He's got Needhart out of there. The Mid-South knew what they were doing when they sent the American Dream to be the special referee. Look at that howl. Cold-blooded, curdling howl. The JYD. There he's got Reed up the thump. And Jeff Neidhart. Dusty Rose. One, two, three. People's champion, the Junkyard Dog. There he is, the Junkyard Dog with the old music, his old self. And look at that physique. And he raised his hand higher, the special referee, Dusty Rose. The new North American Heavyweight Champion, the Junkyard Dog. We'll be back with more exciting action after these words. Well, there it is, Mike, the Junkyard Dog winning back the North American Championship from Butch Reed. And based on the crowd reaction, this worked out perfectly. This couldn't have been booked better. This couldn't have been done better. It couldn't have been explained better. The Junkyard Dog, the champion, and they're trying to make it seem like the Junkyard Dog is back to his old self. Boyd Pierce talked about, look at his physique. <laughs> now, he's not where he was, but I actually do think he looks like he's in a little bit of better shape than he was a few months ago. And also, he's back with another one bites the dust. He's back to being the dog that everyone fell in love with. What are your thoughts about this outcome, this match, and any memories you have of this from being a kid watching it? I don't know about the physique, Brian. He kind of still... Yeah, that's a hard one for me, but I will say this. Uh, so I did laugh when Boyd said, look at the physique, he's back. Because when I think he's back, I'm thinking of, you know, 82, and he's got that chiseled physique. But no, he, he – this was – the crowd was really into this. They 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 loved every minute of it. The finish, I, I'll poke fun. It, you know it's not a big Mid-South match without a referee taking a spill, even if that referee is the great Dusty Rose, right? <laughs> it's just going to happen. But uh, they do it well. You know, Dusty takes the spill onto the outside after Dog inadvertently runs into him. Nice little bump there. Neidhart comes out, who Watts calls him Neidhart. Watts loves just messing up names. Um, Neidhart comes out, and Dusty catches him as he's getting into the ring. This is after he trips JYD. 
And it's looking like, oh, my God, here we go again. But Dusty comes in and, and delivers that bionic elbow to Neidhart and then drops an elbow on him, which clears the way for Dog to, you know, now be back one-on-one with Reed. Reed gets stumped by the dog. We get the one, two, three. Crowd goes nuts. Really, really good. I mean, if you watch, man, there's fans. They're going nuts. When the dog slam Reed off the top rope, the fans are up, and they're they're howling with him as the dog just howls. It's really, really, it's just it's just a nice scene. And, you know, again, I'll go back to it. Ultimately, the thing that happens here is Butch Reed had a match with the dog or was supposed to have a match with the dog. He weasels his way out of it, has a match with Magnum where Magnum beats him and Dog is the special referee. So Magnum ends up, quote unquote, holding the title for that period of time. Well, the one thing that Reed didn't want to do was wrestle the dog because he knew that the dog was a dog and a dog would probably beat him. So the one thing Reed was trying to avoid as the heel weeks ago was losing the North American title to the junkyard dog. And what ultimately ends up happening? The heel loses the title to the junkyard dog, and that's what makes it good television. So for a few weeks, this kind of strung out, more than a few weeks, and ultimately, the heel, the one thing he didn't want to happen, ends up happening to him. And that's what I will remember about this from uh, as a kid. A lot that just happened. Again, a great first half of this episode. We then get our next match. Magnum TA versus Max the Missing Link, Johnny Martinez the referee. Let's hear some audio from Cowboy Bill Watts. He'll talk about TA and the Link, but he still has comments about the previous match. The crowd is still excited. The Junkyard Dog, the North American champion, Mid-South knew what they were doing. They hired the, one of the most expensive main eventers in the world today, Dusty Rhodes, to come in and be the referee. That's how much they felt that the people had been cheated, and they said the people have made Mid-South. Magnum T.A., a youngster who tried to stand up for America and got overpowered. And when I talked to Magnum, he said the Russian is awesome. Volkov is unbelievable. He said he just never stops. He said he's got so much strength he can get out of anything. But I'll tell you one thing, there's a young man, Magnum T.A., that I've watched, and he's always, boy, been in the middle of everything happening. I mean, here's a kid came in here as Dusty Rhodes' protege, and the son of a gun is involved with tag championships, North American titles. He's up against the doubles. He's taken his lumps. He's been beat a few times. But let me tell you, the blue-eyed wonder, that good-looking kid, has really made the people realize he's an athlete. He's never quit. He's never backed down. He's never given up. And this is what makes a champion. I remember a young bully from Austin, Texas. His daddy was a plumber, son of a plumber, as he was proud to say. Dusty Rhodes, when he was the same guy, he took his lumps. He got beat up. He's got the scars to prove that he has the degree in the roughest business in the world. But he wouldn't stop. He wouldn't quit. He kept on coming, and he's the stardust. The American dream, Mr. USA. T.A.'s a little bit ahead of the link. T.A. ahead of the link. And you see, the T.A.'s got a fantastic, a classic freestyle Greco-Roman move, a belly-to-belly suplex. And it can hit from anywhere. It's so devastating. Ironman's carry there. So devastating that all he has to do is hit you with it and stun you for three seconds. And he feels that if he can execute it with anybody at a given time and catch him. So he says, it's a gamble for them every time. I got nothing to lose and everything to gain, and I'm going to go out and give it my all. And you can't fault that attitude. Well, there it is, Bill Watts finishing his thoughts about the previous match, but also putting over Magnum TA by comparing him to a young Dusty Rhodes. What are your thoughts about 
the commentary and this match, Mike. Yeah, we shouldn't take anything away from the fact that Magnum, you know, he, I'll say the dog kind of helped him win the title a few weeks ago because he really did. We should, but that shouldn't take anything away from Magnum. Magnum has come in and, he, and he's been a, a really, really good baby face, you know, been a tag champ, although, you know, they rarely were <laughs> together on TV uh, defending the title. It just, it, you shouldn't, nothing should be taken from TA based on this decision. Yeah, he lost to Volkov. We don't see the match, but that doesn't mean he's a lesser, you know, wrestler. He's still, you know, he's comparing him to Dusty. I mean, he, I, I know Watts did that because he's, he looks at, Dusty looked at Magnum as a protege. But I just think that it's good for Bill Watts to do what he did right there where, you know, he, this guy as a babyface lost the title, but a title that he never should have won. But in the end, he's still one of his top talents, and he wants to make sure that he that he continues to put him over as such. So I thought that was I thought that was a good move by Watts throughout commentary as he talked about Magnum here in this match. And a pretty cool finish to the match. The missing link comes off the ropes. Ta catches him and turns it into the belly to belly suplex for the win to the pop of the audience. A pretty good victory for Magnum Ta here, leading into our next match. Again, another person who was involved in all these shenanigans. Nikolai Volkov versus former North American champion Jerry Oates, Rick Ferreira, the referee. You know, one of the things that this did was it kind of helped legitimize Nikolai Volkov a little bit, because although he's not the North American champion, and I guess technically his title reign wasn't supposed to take place, you saw him with the belt. You know that he's capable of being a North American champion, but also one of the things that we know Nikolai Volkov for is protesting the actions of the United States. So on that note, let's hear from noted defender of the American flag, Cowboy Bill Watts. And boy, did you see a bag of American wheat laying there. The Russian, during the commercial break, was making quite a protest over it. Former North American champion Jerry Oates, a Russian as doing this like the dreaded juggernaut Russia's known for. Number one, the Russian, Russia wrestling is the national sport. And they're at it as kids. It's almost like being professional there as a child. Even. And that Russian is so upset over being taken, the title being taken, he walks in with a bag of wheat, American wheat. He said, it's just like America. You sell the wheat. Then when something doesn't go your way, you take the deal back. He said, well, Magnum T.A. sold his soul trying to stand up to the United States and wasn't man enough. He was a coward, just like all the United States wrestlers who failed to even show up for the Russian Olympics. He came here, he won the title fair and square, and then we've taken it away from him. Just like the United States tries to use wheat in the grain deals. And he told me, he said, one of these days, the United States will have nothing. Russia now has 60% of the world. It's going to get the oil in the Far East. It's going to get the minerals in Africa. And then pretty soon, we'll be having to give the wheat to stay alive, the Canadian wheat and all the other wheat, that they'll control it. And this is a symbolic protest by the Russian, that bag of wheat. The Russian viciously attacking Jerry Oates, and Jerry's a former North American champion. I mean, he's a tough guy. If you want to just get a comparison about how awesome this Russian is, I've not seen anybody that could even come close to slowing him down yet. It's like Salomenko, the current Russian world's champion in amateur wrestling. I've seen some tough, tough studs go against him. And he just dominates him seemingly at will. Well, there it is. Cowboy Bill Watts. Always love hearing him talk about geopolitical issues here on Mid-South Wrestling. And of course, it leads into amateur wrestling talk. 
but Nikolai Volkov protesting an American bag of wheat that he is now carrying to the ring. Any thoughts or notes about this, Mike? I just got a really good chuckle that when we come back from commercial and go to this match, that evidently during the break, Volkov was protesting with a bag of wheat throughout the break and and how it's just like Americans to create a deal and then want to go back on the deal when it doesn't work out for them. And Volkov is upset in the same manner and and he's he's he feels robbed and he feels like just like Americans do uh, when things don't go their way, they take it back. And that's that's Volkov's. So Volkov is now protesting with the bag of weed. I really thought this was good. And you're right. You know, po- geopolitical Bill Watts is a thing on Mid-South. I mean, you've seen it now for for a couple of years now. But, um, you know, to be honest, Volkov's kind of got a little bit of a gripe. I mean, he did win the title. I'm going to assume it was fair and square with no shenanigans. But Volkov won the title. And now here we are, you know, and he he kind of feels screwed. You know? So I thought this was fine. And you're right. Vol- Watts is always going to bring it back to amateur wrestling as well. Uh, other than that, man, Volkov kind of dominates Jerry O's. He shows off that power, man. He is just a powerful human being during this time period. Nikolai Volkov wins with his backbreaker into a pin. And then for our next match, we get someone off world-class wrestling television who the fans really go crazy for. Iceman King Parsons against Tom Stanton, Randy Pee-wee Anderson, the referee. Let's hear some thoughts from Bill Watts about the Iceman and why he, in fact, is called the Iceman. I'm looking forward to this, youngster. He is dynamite. And the Iceman, he can do it. You know, I was asking him before today's matches how he got the name the Iceman. He said when he was going to the university, Lincoln University up there in Missouri, he had to work at the ice factory, the ice dock, putting himself through school, earning his, earning his degree. And he said, all the ladies said, you got the iciest hands but the warmest heart. And so he said, he's the Iceman. The Iceman cometh. And look at the move. He's just fluid motion. What an exciting day. What an exciting day. And the fans here at ringside, when the music was played, we are family. They all came to the feet greeting this youngster, and thus far he has proved their confidence. Iceman King Parson against Tom Stanton. Oh, he's just so quick. The Ali shuffle there, Muhammad Ali made so famous. And Iceman is, he's here. He's got the hands of ice. But a warm heart. I love it. We've just been handed a note here. Grizzly Smith has handed a note that he's met with Dusty Rhodes and Hacksaw Jim Dugan. And next week, the American Dream and Jim Dugan will go against Butch Reed and Jim the Anvil Nightheart for the Mid-South Tag Titles right here on TV. Also, Leaping Lanny Poffo will be here. The Iceman will be back next week. So a lot of big action. Well, there we hear it. Iceman King Parsons, cold hands, but a warm heart, which Bill Watts seems to really get a kick out of. Super over in the Irish McNeil Boys Club based off his run in world-class wrestling. Any thoughts or notes about this match, Mike? So if you watch this on the network, you know, they've got the dubbed over music that does Iceman No Justice. He used to come out to Sister Sledge. 
we are family. That and music, that music they have for the Iceman is ridiculous. Yeah, it does. It does it no justice when you, and especially for guys like you and I who know. Well, he came out to, to we are family, and uh, the, we are family. Iceman King Parsons. It, it's it's hard to explain how that was a part of his charisma and everything he was. So I got to point that out because it's it's terrible on the network. Um. The the story about the the ice man, the ice cold hands, with warm heart. I've heard that one before, but I wanted to say something, Brian. A few years back, you and I were talking about you know who could have replaced the dog when the dog is gone, right? We, you remember that discussion? Yeah, I've had that discussion many times with a lot of different yeah. people, and uh, you know, with Butch Reed recently passing, I've had the discussion again with people. Yeah, I remember talking to you about it. And ice man was one of the guys we talked about. Yeah, and and for for the longest time, I, I I would always say Iceman was the guy. Iceman was the guy, and I still feel I, you can't convince me that Iceman could not have ran with that because he he has the charisma. Now now I've had some further discussions since then with guys like you and and uh, my friend Moose tonight on Twitter, and I, I think that like yeah, Butch Reed made the most sense because he was already there and he was established. But as I say all that. When you watch Iceman in this match, and it's a nothing match. I mean, it's Tom Stanton. Iceman's not going to lose this. Just watch the crowd react to him. Watch the charisma. And it's a small sample of why I say Iceman could have, quote-unquote, replaced JYD when JYD leaves. He had the charisma. He was never going to be the top, top guy in world class because, you know, he's not a Von Erich, no matter how much of a good guy he was, and the Von Erichs loved him. Iceman could have pulled it off. Was he going to be the next junkyard dog? I'm not going to say that, but my God, Iceman was a guy that could have done it. And I, we, you know, we'll never know because it never happened, but I just had to repeat that as we watch Iceman come in here and work this match against Stanton. Well, we'll never know what it would have been like to replace the junkyard dog with the Iceman. We found out what it was like to replace him with a snowman, <laughs> and that didn't necessarily work out the best, but. Iceman King Parsons wins with his butt bump. We then get a tag team match. Jim Neidhart, one half of the Mid-South Wrestling Tag Team Champions, and Bobby Duncombe versus Mike Bond and Marty Oates. Of course, Marty Oates being a young Marty Gennetti. Rick Ferreira, the referee. Any thoughts or notes about this match, Mike? Well, I get why Reed isn't wrestling here with his partner, Neidhart, because, I mean, he wrestled the dog previously, but I just think this is kind of another hole in things in Mid-South during this time period where these guys, Neidhart and Reed just won the tag belts not that long ago. And, and, and they've been in there as a tag team as champions one time. But now here we are, you know, right away, we got Neidhart and Bobby Duncombe. And this is not me knocking Bobby Duncombe. This is, this is not what it's about. It's just kind of like to show the inconsistency of, well, we've got our, you know, tag champs and we don't even have them tagging because of what went down earlier. So I, I just look, if if you want to put Bobby Duncan out there, just get another guy for him to tag with. Don't put one half of your tag champs out there with him. In my personal opinion, that's that's what I felt about this as I watched it. As we've said before, the Mid-South Wrestling tag team scene will be treated more seriously in 1984 with the impending arrival as we are talking about this episode of the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette, and eventually the Rock and Roll Express, the Fantastics, the PYTs, even if you want to look at Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2, eventually Mr. Wrestling 2 
becomes Mr. Wrestling 1, and Mr. Wrestling 2 becomes Hercules Hernandez. Point is, there are a lot of great tag teams and a great yeah. tag team scene in 1984, and it goes into 1985. I think the tag team scene starts to cool off maybe in 85 when Wendell Cooley and Al Perez become the tag team champions if I had to narrow in on a time period. But Neidhart and Duncan win when Neidhart hits a fallaway slam on Mike Bond. And then we get our final match, Doug Vines versus King Cobra. Johnny Martinez, the referee. King Cobra wins with a flying leg scissors into a pin. And I have no other notes. Any thoughts or notes about this match, Mike? They started this with barely any TV time remaining. And then Watts kind of repeats something he said earlier. Dusty and Duggan are going to take on Reed and Neidhart next week. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything from it, Brian. Well, with that, we wrap up another episode of the Mid-South Wrestling Television Review Podcast. A tale of two episodes. The first, a little more than a half, exceptional. And then the second half, kind of what it's been the last several weeks. But I promise you, things are really about to pick up in the coming weeks and months ahead. But as we wrap things up, you can follow me on Twitter at GreatBrianLast. You can follow the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network on Twitter at SuperPodcasts or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Arcadian Vanguard. You can hear me on the 605 Super Podcast at 605pod.com, available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Mike, how can the listeners stay in touch with you and booking the territory? Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike504Saints. I like to post clips of the shows that uh, uh, we discuss here. Uh, also, come listen to Book in the Territory at tinyurl.com slash bttpod or search Book in the Territory wherever you get your podcast from. We also just dropped a couple weeks back uh, an exclusive YouTube clip where uh, myself and my friend Robert Silva, Sean Sparks, Lance Peterson, we talk about the career and we pay tribute to the late, great Hacksaw Butch Reed. It's only on our YouTube channel, so just go to YouTube and search Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast and you will find that clip there. Tremendous time we talked about. It. it just was a lot of fun discussing Butch Reed, mainly from Mid-South, but we also talk about, you know, his run with Doom and even prior to Mid-South, where he was and what he was doing. So lots of fun there uh, on our YouTube channel. But listen to Book in the Territory. Uh, we, we drop shows on Thursday night. Uh, we're currently into late 1989, getting, in, getting into early 1990, uh, NWA Saturday night on TBS. Lots of fun, lots of good stuff as we go into 90, like Brian said last week. Uh, not so lots of fun, but we're still going to have a lot of fun because we love talking old school classic wrestling. It's, it's just a great time. So check us out. We're the unprofessional wrestling podcast for a reason. The jokes are terrible. The language is strong. It's not politically correct, but it's still fun nonetheless. The Mid-South Wrestling Television Review Podcast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. Your producer is Jace Nakarado. For Mike Mills, I'm the great Brian Last. Tally ho!